Welcome back. It's the A Squared Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam Turner. Joining me in studio today is Angelo Esposito. Welcome back, Ange. Mr. Turner, glad to be back. Been busy, been busy. You've been on assignment, been all over the place, as have I. We are back with episode 20 in our inaugural season of the A Squared Podcast. That's right, episode 20. We'd like to, as always, thank our up to now 27 loyal listeners. Uh, coming off a really good weekend, right? We we skipped last weekend. We didn't publish anything for you guys. Just so you know, we were all on Navy, uh, minus 10 and a half. But it's easy to say, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. You tell us on Wednesday now that you are you were on Navy back on Saturday in the uh, Army-Navy game. But Navy was the easy pick. Uh, we, we do have some witnesses that can verify that. We just didn't have enough content to publish because, as all of you know, there was only one college football game. Furthermore... It is the end of the regular season, and we are on to bowl season. So we're going to throw in some bowl picks for you today. We're going to throw in some some NBA, maybe even sprinkle in a little bit of some college basketball. And definitely the focus now is shifting to uh, NFL, and the rest of the way, we're going to have NFL picks for you on the weekends. And furthermore, this bowl season will carry on all the way through the uh, national championship game, right? Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Really jacked up and excited. I think we might end up going to the Fiesta Bowl if we're both in town. That Fiesta Bowl. Should be a good one. Yeah. Ohio State, they're going to travel good. And uh, well, we'll, we'll discuss that pick, I think, next week. Yep. Next week sounds good after yeah. Christmas. For right now, we're just going to get to the picks and the action. And uh, Turner, what do you what do you like in this week? So, like we said, we're going to sprinkle in some some college basketball tonight. We've we've got really a sure thing for you. I, we, we've never published what we call a sure thing, a mortal lock, as some of the experts might say. But tonight, you've got the Richmond Spiders traveling down to Old Dominion, the Monarchs, uh, to play some 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 college hoops and. Richmond opened at minus four. That that line has stayed pretty steady. Look, the Spiders are ten and two, and they have played some tough competition, and they've actually beaten some good competition. You know, they play up there in the Atlantic Ten, Angelo. That's teams like Dayton. That's teams like Duquesne. Right? There's some really good teams in that conference, and Old Dominion's in Conference USA. Right? They don't play the level of competition. And if you look at both teams' schedules up to this point. Frankly, neither of them have started conference play, but, but ODU drank, ranks 90, uh, 98th in uh, strength of schedule right now, and uh, Richmond ranks 27th. So you got a big disparity there. On top of that, Old Dominion is sub-500 right now. They, they haven't won the games they should have won, and they are playing really down to their, their level of their competition. So I'd like Richmond to go in here, go into Old Dominion. This is at minus four. My power rankings, all my handicapping, all of our handicapping that we've done, we have them as what should be a double-digit favorite, at minus 10 at, at least. I think Richmond wins this game running away. I don't think it's close early. I don't think it's close at halftime. And I don't think it's close at the end. Uh, I've got Richmond by 10 or more. Uh, easily feel feel safe in betting this. It might move to minus one one fifteen. It's at minus one ten right now. Don't forget the vig. Don't forget to cover your ass when you bet with your bookie. Right. So that's our uh, little sprinkle of NCAA for tonight. I'm gonna flip it over to Ange for uh, a couple NBA picks. I think we have tonight. I do right? have a couple some games that we've been watching really closely. Listen, <clears throat> we're gonna talk about the Charlotte Hornets at the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but the Cavaliers are bad. 
six and twenty-one on the year, uh, two and sixteen in their last eighteen games. I'm thinking the coach is going to get fired, even though he's new. Yeah, he was this great coach at the University of Michigan. Um, it's a lot of these coaches; they just can't. They don't understand. You cannot treat the players the same as you did in college. They don't react to it. There's some um, bickering in the locker room from Kevin Love and uh, Tristan uh, Kardashian, I mean Thompson, (laughs) that uh, they don't really like the hard-nosed approach of the coaching. And it's showing, uh, to be honest with you, it's showing. Um, Charlotte, they've been rested. They're, they're, They're playing well. I, th- I think we take Charlotte here. Um, I wanted to, to take a little time to talk about Kevin Porter Jr. He's back with the Hornets. Um, he had a rough year last year. I understand he got hurt. You're talking about a kid who was touted as the next LeBron James. I think we're going to see him um, back and and really take him to this one. So I like the um, Charlotte plus three here on the road. Uh, take it and, and take it with confidence. The next game I want to talk about is the Thunder uh, and the Grizzlies. So I, I watch a lot of basketball, and uh, most of our prick picks here, and we handicap, we do uh, mathematical handicapping. We try not to do too much um, what we call site handicapping, where we're looking at a team and, and making an analysis uh, based on what they look like the night before. It's what most rookies do, uh, but occasionally we find a game where we, we, we do that. So I happened to watch the Oklahoma City-Miami uh, game the other night. Um, Oklahoma City barely got by in that game. I don't know if any of you out there watched it. Um, Adams, they needed him to make to bank a free throw at the end of the game, which is just a joke in the NBA, but let's I digress. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Memphis Grizzlies and why I think they're going to be able to, to come in here and, and win this game. Um, so Oklahoma City... As I just stated, barely got by Chicago. Um, but they did, they played a very, very tough, hard game. These days in the NBA, after what you see a lot of teams playing in a game like that, they tend to take their next game off. Um, Memphis, on the other hand, really turning the season around. They picked up their fourth win in their last five games when they beat Miami 118 uh, 111 on Monday night. It's been an impressive turnaround. Um, they got Morant. Uh, who missed some time? He's back. What's not to like about him, by the way? Oh John Morant is. I think he's the real deal. He's the real deal. I saw him dunk the other night. <laughs> I can't remember the game. It was highlight reel, central, unbelievable athleticism. He's unstoppable. Uh, and then you pair him with Jaron Jackson, uh, who was the o- number two overall pick uh, last year, and uh, oh, their top pick anyway. Their last year. I can't see. Uh, the Grizzlies. No, the Thunder covering this game tonight. I go with the Grizzlies and uh, take that to the bank as well. Adam, throw it back to you for uh, NFL. Actually, you know, before I get to NFL, we, we've got five college bowl games that kick off between Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah. It is bowl season, so happy bowl season to you, Angelo. I think, um, you know, it's uh, really the best time of year. I, I, I can't forget the old ESPN commercials where they'd say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be 50-yard kickings and risky flea flickings. The crowd starts to cheer. <laughs> you remember yep. that So uh, it, it is the best time of year. And going into the holidays, what better than like an 1130 on a Tuesday morning college bowl game, right? And that's exactly... 
what we have to start today. It's the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bahamas Bowl. Yep. These guys, look, the, these two teams, they're just happy to get a trip to the Bahamas. I mean, frankly, they've probably been there all week. They, they've probably done some, some sightseeing. They've probably taken in some of the local fare. And uh, you've got one team from Buffalo, right? You've got uh, the Buffalo Bulls playing out of the MAC. They come in. Uh, they kind of felt like – I know they were the preseason number one in the MAC. They felt like they didn't have the year they should have had. They didn't even end up playing for their own conference championship. But uh, I don't think they come in here really with anything to play for, to be honest with you. They're a seven-point favorite. And, and what really gets me is this Charlotte 49ers team. This 49ers team has the second-best turnaround uh, in the last two seasons behind Baylor, right? If you recall, Baylor was 1-11 uh, the year that Bryles got suspended and the team went on probation. Obviously, you want to talk about a big turnaround. They've turned their season around. Their only two losses this year were to Oklahoma twice, once in the regular season, once in the Big 12 championship. However, the Charlotte 49ers ended up 8-3 and three this year after going two years ago 0-12, okay, 0-12. So you want to talk a big turnaround? Their head coach, his first year he went 5-7, and seven, and he's got him at 8-3 and three this year. This is their first bowl game in forever. They have something to play for. I think they come into this game focused. I think at plus seven, not only is that easy money, but I think they have a shot to win this game. My recommended pick, everything I've done shows this is really a pick em. I mean, it's, a, it's a anybody's game, to be honest. They could uh, win this game outright, but I love them plus seven. I love them having something to play for. I love the focus that new coach has brought to the Charlotte program. And I really think... At, for an 11.30 kickoff on a Saturday, what else do you have to do than watch the Bahamas Bowl, frankly, right? <laughs> Next bowl game, also on Saturday, I'm going to kick that one over to Angelo, but it is the Gildan, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque, Green Chili, Hot Air Balloon Bowl or no, something actually, like that? What is that? Actually, no sponsor. No sponsor. It's the New Mexico Bowl. Hmm. Uh, that's awful. I mean, I actually feel bad for the kids who have to play in the game. No sponsor. So, so no swag bag, no, no, the kids don't, don't even get anything. Maybe some chips and salsa. Wow, some hatch know. green chilies to take home. That's it. They got to take those through customs, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the game's being played at Dream Style Stadium in beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> San Diego State comes to the game with a nine and three record and a five and three overall in the Mountain West, and Central Michigan comes to the game with an eight and five and a six and two uh, MAC record. So we both know that. Um, Mountain West is a lot stronger conference than the the, the MAC. Um, the Aztecs, look, they're a better football team. Um, they're running back Juwan Washington. He had 500 yards. He has two rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Wide receiver Kobe Smith led the team with 673 yards and four touchdown catches. And their defense is out. Lights out. Lights, Lights out. out defense. I don't understand. I can't come up with a way that the Chippewas are even in this game. I don't understand the spread. It should be San Diego State minus seven. Um, it's San Diego State minus three right now. Watch for that game to move as we head closer to kickoff. The reason why the line could be like that, honestly, is just lack of interest. I mean, if they can't get a sponsor to be interested in the game, why the hell should the fans be? Yeah. But if there's any hope for um, Central Michigan, it would have to come on their quarterback, Quentin Dormandy. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see him doing that well against the San Diego State defense. He didn't face a defense this good all year. 
And uh, I like San Diego State minus three and take it to the bank. Yep, I agree. I think Rocky Long has that team playing really, really well, right? That BYU pedigree he's got coming down to San Diego State. Their defense to that point has been lights out all season. They have, I think, the fourth best defense as far as uh, total defense, which and, includes and things like total yards, points against, rushing, passing combined, uh, things like that, turnover and, ratio. And they did help hold BYU to three points yeah. in their last game, or the second to last game, if my memory yeah. serves. So, yes, you're correct. You're correct, sir. So uh, there's your Saturday. Now let's let's get to Sunday real quick. It's been... Frankly, the last two Sundays in the NFL have been like Christmas came early because we've had some great matchups. We've had some really good performances from, if you're a fantasy football guy, from a fantasy perspective, some really big big surprises. But really, this weekend doesn't have a, a marquee matchup per se, but there's some really good uh, lines that we think we, we have uh, a read on. And uh, we'll start with the Saints game, right? The Saints are coming off that Monday night win where Michael Thomas set a record, Drew Brees set a record. The defense had the shutout until whatever it was, three minutes and 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter garbage time when the Colts finally pu- punched it in. Uh, that was a 34-7 win for the Saints. Now, the, now they go on the road. Now they go into Memphis. Memphis not that far from New Orleans, so there's not much required as far as travel goes. I think they're probably going to head in there Friday night. They'll probably do a walkthrough Saturday. But Sunday, this is an 11 a.m. kickoff. The Saints are built as a turf team, a dome team, if you will, right? That's how they're built. Uh, If you look at their record historically at the Superdome, they're great. Historically in domes, they put up more points than they do on natural grass. Obviously in Memphis, this is a natural grass game, morning game. I think that's why the line sits at minus two and a half. Uh, I think uh, the hook on this, though, is that minus two and a half, the odds makers have it at minus 120, right? So, again, 120 to win 100 for those of you out there curious what we mean by that. So, that tells me, look, they know that probably not only the betting public, but also the squares are on that game. And they're not going to, you know, they're going to hike up the VIG a little bit because they know that's the play as well. So, I think two and a half is a great betters number as opposed to a football number if that was a football number it'd be up at three or you know something like that but if you can get that at less than three if that sits at minus two and a half which it has all week I really think that's a a quality number now the Titans are playing well Ryan Tannehill's leading that team uh, to scoring points I think offensively they will probably score points on the Saints I just don't see them keeping up with the pace of scoring with the Saints so I see this something like a 31-24 game a 31-21 if you feel comfortable with the over-under, that, that number sits at 50 right now. Uh, it's the highest one of the weekend. I, I'm comfortable with the over as well, but the pick is definitely Saints minus 2.5 uh, in the morning. In the afternoon, we've got the rematch. The Ravens have lost two games this year, okay, two games, one of which was to the Cleveland Browns, and that game was at home. This Sunday is the rematch where the Ravens get to avenge that loss, right? We actually, yep. we actually had that in week four. The Browns were uh, plus six and a half. We actually were on that game. If you go back to episode four go back, of the A-squared podcast, feel free. It's time-stamped. Knock yourself out if you don't believe us. Trust but verify. The Browns won that game outright, and the Ravens want to avenge that loss, right? They have a ton to play for. Home field advantage throughout, first place in the AFC seeding, and really, Road to the Super Bowl would have to go through Baltimore if they win this game. They've already announced Week 17. They're benching Lamar. It's going to be the RG3 show. 
Wow. Uh, who, who knows how that's going to go, right? Uh, but the Browns came into Phoenix last week, and I don't know if all of you saw this on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you follow, but the Browns players were yelling to the Cardinals players, come get me, come get me, <laughs> meaning we want out of this shit show. Freddie Kitchens has no idea what he's doing. We'd rather come play for sexy Cliff Kingsbury than be here in miserable, cold, snowy Cleveland with all this dysfunction. And this wasn't just Dar- Jarvis Landry saying this. This was Odell Beckham Jr. This was Nick Chubb. This was Kareem Hunt. I mean, the Cardinals destroyed the Browns on, on Sunday. 34-20, to 20, that game was never close. The Cardinals haven't destroyed anybody all year, first of all. The Browns are dysfunctional. The Browns have nothing left to play for. They're, they're, their coach is bad. Their coach is bad. Bad. Uh, they're they're going to get destroyed by Baltimore on Sunday. This is the afternoon game. It's a 225 kickoff. The Ravens are at minus 10. Look for that to continue moving. It's Wednesday when we're publishing this podcast. I would hit it, and I'd hit it soon. I'd hit it. Um, you know, another story that broke in the news. We'll give a shout-out to uh, one of our competitors out there, but – uh, Cliff Kingsbury's ex-girlfriend uh, is now engaged, I believe was the big news, to uh, Vegas Dave. Vegas Dave, for those of you who don't know, is someone who does exactly what we do, just on a little bit bigger scale. Holly Saunders. Holly Saunders, Look ex-girlfriend of Cliff Kingsbury. Look her up. Piece she, of ass. She's a dime. And uh, <laughs> she's now with uh, Vegas Dave up in Vegas doing whatever those guys do Monday through Friday. So... <laughs> Anyway, uh, take, take the Ravens minus the 10. Take the Saints minus the 2.5. Feel good about it. It's two road teams. Uh, normally, we like to back home teams, especially if they're getting points. But these are two home teams you can fade, even with the points. Uh, there's your seven picks for the week. That's the end of episode 20 here. Uh, we'll get back in next week. We'll have some more bowl picks for you. We'll, have probably, we'll probably sprinkle more things in, right? We'll probably sprinkle in NBA. We'll probably sprinkle in some NCAA basketball. And as always, we will have some NFL picks for the next two weeks for you, all the way through the playoffs. Until then, make good bets. It's always the under until it's the over. (laughs) And thank you to our loyal listeners.